0: We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, The Once Betrayed.
1: I'm Kobe, The Once Addicted. And I'm Brandon, The Expert. Now why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom. You'll see the link to our Patreon
0: site. All right. This is an empowering little review and it's called empowering. I have been listening for only a month now. I had to start at the beginning of your episodes and hear all you guys have offered here. There's so much content that relates to my situation and I feel I found the greatest gift of education. Thanks Kobe for being real. Your emotions bring importance to your message. Ashlyn, your strength is empowering. I want to be like you when I grow up. And Brandon, I can definitely tell the Toastmasters has paid off in a huge yeah. way. <laughs> That's funny. Seriously, I appreciate all the amazing knowledge you've shared. I was so stuck in my dysfunctional relationship and I knew I needed to make changes, but never had the tools to do it until now. The future looks bright. Awesome. I know. I love it. It's yeah.
1: way cool. Yeah, I still have a little work to go on my public speaking, but... I, Toastmasters helped. Yeah. So. Well, awesome. and
0: we show up here, and although we don't edit, we we say lots of things wrong. But hey, we're we're here.
1: Right. We're here. Right. Should we jump right in?
0: Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Okay.
1: Let's do it. Um, recovery work can become a drag. It can suck. Amen. Um, and it can recovery work in quotation marks um, can be really counter uh, productive for actual recovery in, in, in several different ways. So the, the reason why I wanted to talk about this was because I hear all the time, especially from from the women that I work with, that I go to these groups, I meet with this therapist, I listen to this podcast or- Reading know, this book. Read this book or whatever they're doing and they're like, I just keep, feel, I don't feel like I'm getting better, um, but I'm investing a ton of time I'm investing a lot of money and it's just like, I'm so, so so they'll go to groups and they'll just feel like I go to this group and all's that happens is I hear women complain about their lives and um, and and they complain with each other and they validate each other in that.
0: And then it becomes true. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And over and over again. And so, so there's a couple of things about that that I want to say. One is, that those groups are important and those that complaining that they're hearing actually is is those women getting validation in their pain so a a lot of um a lot of them need that at first they they need to go somewhere where somebody understands what they've been through and to validate them and say yeah we get how you feel and and because because a lot of a lot of them have been alone in their relationship and just feeling stuck and not knowing what to do, so so it feels really good to get that validation in your pain or in your anger or in your sadness. Um, but long term, as you start to work your recovery and you're going through the grieving process, you're moving from anger from depression into more acceptance. You start to not resonate there, and and it it dra- starts to drag you back and you don't want to continue to just wallow in those places. And that's where it can really become a drag. But that mixed with, look, this is what you're supposed to do. You should go to groups. You should go to certain therapists. You should do this. You should do that. So so they want to be diligent and they keep trudging forward in what they're doing, but it's just not working. It creates this, It creates this thing where recovery actually is not helpful to he- healing. Recovery work is not helpful to healing. Have you guys seen this at all? Um, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For me, and, and why is it more with women? I'm super curious that you said that, or well, the betrayed.
1: Well, I don't think it's more with the betrayed. I think it's different. Okay. Um, what I see with them is it's more, I wanna stay stuck in victim, okay. and I wanna stay stuck in anger and sadness. The, the addicts, they wanna stay stuck but they want to wallow in their shame. Okay. Uh, and they, they also want to blame their spouse. They want to, they want to stay stuck blaming everybody else for their, their problems. And so if they can find groups that will validate them in that, they'll stay stuck too. Okay. Um, so yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, one, I'm thinking back to my own head at the beginning of all this. And I was mad that I had to do all these things. And so maybe that was part of it for me too of the complaining of I shouldn't even have to do this stuff. This is your problem. Right. And it was extremely hard for us because um, we had a hard time finding babysitters um, and trusting there. And so to leave our children to go to therapy, to go to group was like this other little punch. in. Right. The, like you're being a bad parent now. Right. 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 While you're so trying to work your there marriage there as well. Yes. Yeah. And so, I remember several times, when are we done with this? This is awful. I hated group, Um, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. I specifically remember um, a a friend who was years ahead in recovery than me said, oh, you should read this book. It was really helpful for me. So I went and bought the book, started reading it, and it made me feel awful. Mm -hmm. Like I kept thinking, you know, triggering thoughts and... Mm -hmm started thinking Kobe must be doing these things that I'm reading about because it's stories of people acting out. Betrayal. Yes. Yeah, And so I remember... It sounds awful for what you right. needed right then. Right. <laughs> right, And so um, I told my therapist, I'm reading this book, and my friend said it was super good, but I hate it. It makes me feel really bad. And she said, well, why are, why are you still reading it? Well, because sh- she told me that I should read it, that it was really helpful for her. And that's like the first time that she's like, Ashlyn, go home and throw the book yeah, away. Yeah. And I don't throw books away. Like you give it away. I'll take it to the goodwill. And she's like, right. no, throw it away. It's not working for you. And it may not work for a lot of people. Right. And so that was kind of the beginning of, oh, I don't have to do it the way the person ahead of me told me. Exactly.
1: And, and because you might be resonating in a totally different place when you start and that's okay. And and there's there's times and seasons in recovery, mm-hmm. you know. At, at some point, that book might have been really helpful to you. Right then, where you were at, the that beginning. was the <laughs> last thing that you needed. Yeah, the beginning of it all. It
0: just caused a lot of um, right. futurizing and yeah spike. But but
1: think about it, Ashlyn. So I, I like I like your story. So I don't even want to go. This sucks. How can we have to spend the time and money and time? So if if you were to go to a group where there were let's say three or four other women in there who are pissed off because they have to be there and their husbands <laughs> suck and why do we have to do it? it feels good it's like wow like i'm i'm not the only one that like has to deal with this crap in my life <laughs> you know the and, and so you'll you, uh, you'll connect you'll feel some empathy and connection in that and that's good um but you'll create that energy of a victim you'll create that energy of like my life sucks, and this feels really good that people know that our lives suck together. <laughs> After a while, as you start working your recovery, you realize that's not actual peace. That does, that's not actual healing, and, and you're going to say, "Okay, like I'm kind of tired of just complaining about my life or about my husband or about whatever." And some uh, some of the women or some of the people will want to stay there, and that's where you'll feel some some dissonance or just you'll feel some level of, I don't know if I want to just keep going back doing the same thing over and over again. Right. I'm ready to move forward to something different.
0: That, that was another uh, place for me with just relationships in general of people that maybe talked negatively about Kobe mm-hmm. to me. Like, yeah, he is terrible. And these things, it wasn't helping my recovery and they weren't doing recovery to get through what I'd been through. Right. So they're just like, he's terrible. Yeah. And I'm over here really trying to process through things and work it and they're not. And so it was not helpful for me. And I did have to, you know, be boundaried and say that's the, I can't be around this person.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's this, I guess I'll, I'll say this. There's this thing with, with therapists that treat betrayal and, sex addiction. And, and it's, what it is, is if you've done this long enough, you know something. And what you know is if you validate the betrayed's pain, then, and she feels seen and validated, then she'll trust you, and she'll want to keep coming back for therapy. Um, and you can keep her stuck in that in that mm-hmm. pain and in that anger, and you can keep her as a client for a long time, but you're not doing her any favors. Um, because she'll keep coming, feeling validated. And and there's a point in therapy where um, you want to push her to really move beyond just the anger and the sadness, um, processing that and moving forward. And sometimes the betrayed doesn't want to do that. And as a therapist, you run, run the risk of losing that client when you when you push her to to move beyond that Um, and it's not good for business. So I guess what I'm saying is there's some therapists out there that I know of that actually try to keep women stuck in a victim place because it, 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 it keeps them as clients for a long time. Um,
0: so how how would you recognize that if you're in that situation?
1: You'll you'll know you'll feel it. If if you go to therapy, you go to your groups, or and and every time you leave, you're you're leaving a little more angry, or you're leaving a little more depressed or sad about your situation. Or
0: like was it this? This is when I had we're talking about the same things every over single time. Over and over. And no new skills. No working through something. No,
1: we're just we're just <clears throat> resonating in this this low energy. Okay. Uh, And, and we had
0: that. That's why I ask.
1: (laughs) And it feels, it feels good at first, but after a while, it's like, Oh, I just like, if I, if I look back on a year, like I, I really don't feel closer to, to him. I don't feel like healing
0: has happened. Mm. Um, you really got to evaluate that. And, and that sucks because yeah. if that means I need to find someone new, you have to start again, change it up, and that sucks. Yeah, so let, let me
2: ask a question um, of you, Ashlyn. You attended a twelve-step type support group for the partners. Yes, and then you attended. It, it, it was um, clergy-led, meaning it, it volunteer, like clergy, yeah, it was but, yeah. volunteer clergy who were facilitating. And then you attended a women's group with a therapist, with Amy, a therapist. Was there a difference for you? Yes. In those settings?
0: So um, this is why I, and this has nothing to do, because it may work for you. 12-step may work for you. It didn't work for me because I I like the crosstalk. I like being able to connect and to ask questions like, how did you get out of that? And how did that work for you? And that wasn't part of the process there. Um, but in Amy's, At the 12 step. Right, in okay. Amy's uh, group, it was very educational. Um, we were working 12 steps without doing the 12 steps. Yeah. Like we're on step, whatever. It was like, let's process this and let's connect through a group. Let's ask questions. Let's really figure these things out. And I said, I didn't like it in the beginning because I wasn't participating. Right. And I've learned this as I get people in my groups, when they say after, I mean, I don't like You're coming (laughs) victim-y, shut down, angry. I feel nothing. I'm just mad. Yeah. And so now you're telling me to be vulnerable and to do all these. Right. I'd never shared my story out loud. It's a wonder that you didn't love that group, (laughs) Ashlyn. Yeah. (laughs) And so I remember telling Kobe, I hate group. I don't want to go. And now I look back and I think, well, duh, you weren't showing up. Right. I was checking a box. Right. And so the minute I started to say, well, the first time I shared my story out loud, I mean, I'd written it down before, but out loud is so different. And it was within that group.
1: Right. Right. That's awesome. So you shifted Ashlyn. Yeah. The, the, uh, coming back to your question, Kobe, I, so I've run, I don't know how many thousands (laughs) of groups and uh, the power of a group is what you create collectively. And so it's, it's not necessarily whether it's a 12 step group, whether it's a therapist run group, it's, it's what you know when when that group of people comes together what starts to resonate and 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 so like you can resonate in anger and shame you can resonate in hope and peace and moving forward and so i've run a lot of groups some of my groups have failed some of my groups have been horrible and i i disband groups sometimes um some of my groups have been awesome like my women's group right now is amazing and um, I have a men's group that is incredible and because collectively those people come together and they're wanting to create peace, they're wanting to create healing, they're in a place of acceptance. and so we can talk about hard things. Um, we can get really brutally honest with each other. We can see um, things like hope we can see visions of happiness and it's 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 awesome. So as a therapist, I'll do a couple of things so, if, if there's a victimy group that's just stuck, um, I'll bring in like a, a peer mentor or two of them into the group just to kind of sit in on the group, but I also know what I'm doing. I know I'm bringing in something that's going to help shift or push them forward a little bit. Um, I, I will – sometimes I've been in groups where I feel like I'm, I'm the only dog – in the fight where, where it's like, they're all wanting to stay stuck. And that's when I'm like, Hey, I got to shift this. I'm going to put one guy in this group that will help him move forward. And one guy in that group. So, so yeah, I mean, it's not, you can go, you can go to different 12 step groups and you'll find really awesome ones and you'll find not so great ones, but you'll find the one that you resonate with. So,
0: and I think this is why there is no checklist with recovery. No, it really is so different and your path is yours.
1: Absolutely. Which is, were you saying that, Ashlyn, is different than, than a lot of the information out there? It's, we have it figured out, this is exactly what you do, this, you know, this is how you do it, and, and, and so people get stuck hearing from experts or whomever, like, this is what I do, and then they keep doing it, and they're like, this isn't working, yeah. so. Uh,
2: one other question on this thread. Um, is there, is there any difference? I know Ashlyn, you're an internal processor. Is there a difference in this experience with internal processors versus verbal processors? Like Kobe? <laughs> <laughs> um, or is it, is, it, is it, is it all the same?
1: Yeah, I think, maybe I
0: cause I'm quiet. Is that what you mean? Like in group I'm quieter. Well,
2: it would, I'm just looking at from the outside in, it would seem like it would be easy. Well, it would be easier for someone who verbally processes to. To go into group and share versus someone maybe it might be more challenging for somebody to be vulnerable who is an internal processor, i.e., you, Ash, to 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 share to you know participate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I gotta Does say some, a of, no? some of
1: my most powerful group members and that, that just create love and connection in the group are mm-hmm. some of my quietest group members. Really, who just sit back and observe, and so so I don't know if it's necessarily whether you're extroverted or introverted or you know, like it's just, you can, f- you can feel what, what they're wanting to bring to the group. Are they, are they wanting to self-reflect? Are they wanting to move forward and, and, and find peace? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't think. That's cool. So that's way cool. Sometimes the talking really gets in the way. The talking is <laughs> yeah. sh- It's yeah. shame based and it's, you know, um, so another thing that another way that recovery drags you down, it's kind of. Uh, different, but, um, it's overwhelming. It's too much. It's out of balance. Um, you know, you go from, from living your life, bumping along, maybe you're not very happy because there's issues in your relationship and there's an addiction you don't know about. And there's shame on the addict side to d D day or discovery or whatever. Then all of a sudden, like, there's this massive new everything in your life lens that you look through recovery. So you're going to groups every single night. You're going to therapy once a week. You're reading books about it. You're, and it just starts to take over. And it's like, oh, what about, what about my other things in my life? Yeah. Um,
0: I I absolutely felt that. Did you feel that, Kobe?
2: That it took over our life? Yeah. Um, I, Looking back, I would say that I was um if if I if I hadn't been working at home then what I did for the first 10 months which was individual group and 12 step every week and um that would have been too much had I been in the workplace but because I was at home I think I that gave me a little bit more flexibility to be to to put that much time into be it focused but, yeah um but had I been in the workplace that what I did was would probably be too much
0: See, it was too much for me, (laughs) but I wasn't really, I didn't have a job job. You know, I have my little social media business, but it wasn't, and I was a mom. And so to all of a sudden, okay, now we have dailies that we're trying to, you know, get in this habitual healthy habits and then groups and therapy. It was a lot for me and I did feel overwhelming. And and I hear from
1: Spouses sometimes, uh, you know, this sounds like a good problem to have, but it's like he, he's never home because he's always at his groups, or I yeah, he, you know, he he can't sit down for dinner because he's always taking a phone call from a recovery support person. Like his his life is being taken over. He's almost addicted to recovery, which and is
2: a form of avoidance, is it not?
1: Totally, it's. I mean, it's the same, and it's not balanced. And so it's it's dragging down the relationship, and it's it's not working. There's a it's motto recovery that we
2: had that I always, I mean, I see this a lot, and I'm pretty and I'm and I'm super mindful of this myself because I like the motto for me is is like there's no overachieving in recovery.
1: Yeah, I like that.
2: There's no overachieving in recovery, meaning, and I'll share what my thought process was with looking back, and I didn't realize what it was at the time, but. Um, It was, okay, out of shame, because I had just relapsed, I'm going to read my scriptures for for 30 minutes a day, I'm going to pray for 10 minutes a day. I legit thought these things, 10 minutes a day, seriously, really? Um, And then I'm just going to do all the things, and that's purely out of shame, Um, and I would do that for like three days, because that was all the willpower that I had to do those, and then it would stop. And so... I was trying
1: to... But in those three days, you're like, my life's changing. I feel good. Oh, you're man. on the high. All and like,
0: yeah, right. When's or this gonna end day, again? day four, you're
1: eating jelly donuts and not
2: doing anything. She's watching the <laughs> clock and day four, yep, I see it. Um, but but what I began to learn was is that I was trying to, I was trying to accelerate the law of the harvest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, recovery is can be likened to um growing pumpkins because you plant them early in the season in a seed and they don't harvest until late in the fall and if i take the attitude of like you know what i'm gonna i'm actually gonna like cut down this tree so i can get more sunlight and i'm gonna water this thing like double of what it actually needs and then i'm gonna like put additional fertilizer in there because i want it by june yeah like this, i'm i'm i, I want great it by June. great analogy um it, it's it, it doesn't work. It does not work. And th- the cool part about this whole concept is it does take time and consistent effort every day, but not lots. And it requires a rhythm, the love of the harvest, in order to yield pumpkins. And recovery is the same way. I love that. Movie. And um, it just requires mental focus and consistent effort. And, and it, it requires sustainability, well, right? well.
1: Well, here's the thing. So I I love your analogy. Thank you. Except for except for one thing, you which like is, squash, not pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my, like the pumpkin craze. Everything's pumpkin now. You know, like pumpkin. Bring it. I love it. Yeah, it's too much. Um, no way. Never. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Like you're absolutely right. At the end, you know, in the fall, you start reaping the the harvest, and and you've waited all year. Here's the only difference is. With recovery, you reap that harvest. You you get the the, the pumpkins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no there's no winter. There's no rest. There's y- y- mm, y- yeah. you're still nurturing. You're you're still growing mm-hmm. um, th- them over and over again. Yeah. You don't you don't get the big huge pumpkin and you've arrived and, no, and that's there, true. And there you have it. Right. That's true. It keeps going and going for sure. But sure. but the beauty of it is is once you go through the process, once you grow it from a seedling it will give you a, a harvest over and over again. Indeed. Right. And,
2: and that's just a, that's a super important part of this is trying to do too much, trying to accelerate the law of the harvest. And we just don't learn that way. Like we don't, that's why, that's why a, a, just a bachelor's degree is four years. Yeah. It, it yeah. just takes time to develop an individual till they're ready to work in the workplace. Or, or, you know, you look at a physician, it's like, I don't want any, I don't want my dentist who's working on me to, you know, take a, an 18 month accelerated course.
1: Mm, you're absolutely <laughs> right. right. Why would the a process that? of learning and growth. Totally. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. and if you put too much water on it, you're gonna kill it. Totally. And and that can happen with recovery as well. Yeah. So.
2: It requires, you know, sustainability.
1: Recovery is such a buzzword. And no, you know, if you ask someone a definition of it, you get a hundred different answers. Yeah. Um, just think about it this way. Recovery is finding peace. It's, it's, it's creating love in your life and all these groups and all this therapy and everything that I do, the whole point of all those things is to help you do that. And if, if, if the groups or the 12 step group or the therapy isn't helping you do that, then reevaluate maybe going and planting pumpkins will help you do it (laughs) better than meeting with the therapist, (laughs) you know? But, Uh, but I believe that, that having hope and having hope is a key
2: function of and, and um, of of recovery with with a proper therapist, right? To come out thinking like, okay, I was enlightened. I got some nuggets here. Um, I have some tangible information that I can put to work. Absolutely. And and I also believe that giving hope for all you therapists who are listening, giving hope to your clients, the betrayed and the addicted, no matter if they're man or woman, is so so important. It's so important because if they leave and they feel hope, if they leave and they're like filled in, in some small way um, in some corner of their heart that it's possible, then and not, not with a false sense of hope, but, but a very real one, then um, that's just a, that's a super, that's a super key function of a, of a therapist, but it's also so needed week to week with um, recovery Absolutely. for the betrayed or the addicted. Absolutely. Super, super important.
1: All right, you guys.
0: Um, Thanks for listening.
2: We always appreciate you listening. Leave a review. Leave us a a little rating on iTunes. We'd love that.
0: (laughs) We'll mention you next week, maybe. All
2: (laughs) All right. See you guys.